I was doing all of that. And he pulled me aside and he said, look, he said, you got to focus and you got to pick one area in your greatest strength. And you need to put everything into that and build a team around everything else. Brothers, welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior. Some good things have been happening here over the last couple of weeks. We are just about finished here with a Man of War studio and the Conde Warrior Arts Academy. It's been damn almost a two month process, but we are kicking ass and we're doing great. On another note here, if you have not heard about the Man of War Crucible, then I don't know where you have been. This is an opportunity here to step up and challenge yourself to be part of a very, very elite brotherhood. April 10th through the 14th, undisclosed location in Central Florida. And as of this recording, we have interviewed nearly 90 men and selected 11 we are still right now on phase three interviews, and we're going to be in phase three interviews all the way through the middle first or second week of March. Uh, we should have selected 20 men by then. However, if you are interested, and I highly recommend that you give this an opportunity because this will be a truly life-changing experience, go to wardevacademy.com forward slash crucible. That's W A R D E V academy.com forward slash crucible and put in your application. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for your tremendous support of this podcast, of this movement. I am just honored to be part of it. And all I'm going to ask you to do is one little thing. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, please. It'll mean so much to us, all right? We're still climbing these iTunes charts, and certainly the most important aspect here is that this information gets into good ears, gets disseminated into the right people. We need more men of war out there. We need men like yourself that are stepping up and looking to make that change in their lives. And check us out on Instagram, at Man of War with two R's, also at Man of War Podcast. And you can check out Kevo at Modern Age Warrior. And without further ado, let's jump right into this powerful episode. Don't forget to whip out that pen and paper. Take notes because there's some great takeaways from this episode. Asa Andrews, welcome to the Man of War Podcast. My brother, it is an absolute honor to have you on. Rafa, always great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So we were talking before the show here. You you have a lot of credentials under your belt here. So what I'm going to have you do here, Asa, is introduce yourself for our audience. All right. So really, here's the deal. I've got a bunch of letters after my name, but the reality is like any of us. So I'm a, a medical doctor. I'm a chiropractic physician and a naturopathic physician. I'm board certified in nutrition I got my bachelor's at Florida State University, so I'm definitely a diehard Seminole, and I was a strength and conditioning coach for the Florida State football team in 1993 when we won our first national championship with Charlie Ward, who got the Heisman that year. So I was I was the assistant strength coach to that team. Damn, I remember so that. Yeah, good year. Really good year. Derek Brooks, work done, you know, and you and I are Florida guys, so I'm yeah, down here yeah. in Florida as well. 
But, you know, the reality is, if I always tell people this, and whenever I speak and, and even in my radio and TV shows, this is really my claim. I'm a mess up who couldn't measure up, but God lifted me up. And that's really who I am. The letters don't mean a thing, but the work that I put in every single day to work on myself and to be a blessing to others, that's really all I care about. That's why I don't care too much about the doctor title. Well, you've been a uh, definitely New York Times bestseller. I mean, now you're up there, I think, in the top 50 radio hosts in the country. Yes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. some good stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's grown a lot. I mean, it, I, was, I was practicing as a, as a doctor for, for years and came alongside a guy named Dave Ramsey, who some people might know. He's, he's the number three talk show host in the, in the country behind Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity. And just an amazing guy, really, really put his arm around me, helped me, mentor me, and, and really launched my career. And so we started out in Nashville, Tennessee as uh, a little weekend show, a one-hour radio st- you know, show on, on the local Cumulus station there. And one thing led to another. I mean, within a six-month period, we were not doing three hours of radio in a weekend, but we got asked to syndicate with Clear Channel at the time, which is now iHeart. And we, we became a daily radio show. So three hours every single day, Monday through Friday. And now we're busting over 150 markets. We've got about 4 million listeners. And that real estate, you know, of course, now we've gotten into the digital age with podcasting. And, and so the landscape has changed. But having that three-hour-a-day real estate on a lot of the, the larger radio stations in the country has been a real blessing. It's allowed us to get the message out and, and really have an impact in people's lives. No doubt. And um, so what I want to do here is just immediately jump into, I mean, you, you're you a guy that helps people, right? I mean, that's that's your extension. Mm-hmm. That's what you are about. So right. what is your your core message that you're going out there and, and giving to people? The core message, without a doubt, is to help people live their potential. Because every single one of us have it. And no matter, I realized something as, because I was, uh, just just a little background, I was an ordained minister and still am. So I was a preacher before I was ever a doctor. So I always had this great insight into people's lives and to be able to really see kind of what was underneath, you know, no matter what symptom they had, I could always see what was underneath it. And, and I think it was just a, a gift to be able to do that. And then I went and became a doctor three times over and studied in all these areas to be able to understand alternative medicine and traditional medicine and and even kind of in between the structural medicine with, with chiropractic. And, and so it, it gave me this perspective of the body, the physical body, but I also had a, another perspective. And so when I got into to my rounds in medical school, I realized something that because I was going to go down the path of, of doing full practice and, and that was it. I mean, I had had a, a, a great speaking career. I didn't even think about radio or TV at the time. I had done speaking as a preacher for a long time, and then I was going into medicine. And when I got into the hospital rotations and I was there, I remember being with one of my mentors at the time. And he asked me the question about someone. They were very sick. They were they were really pushing the point of, of death. And they said, what do you think is going on? And I remember in that moment, this person had end-stage diabetes. They had had two heart attacks, and they had severe, severe pancreatitis. So they had multiple conditions going on, but they had had a really, really tough emotional time over about a 20-year trek. If you looked at their their history, right, the reason right. I'm telling you all that, the reason I'm telling you all this is, 
I realized in that moment when I told the doctor what everything I, you know, the, my mentor, because you had, it was like a preceptor. So when I looked at everything, I told him exactly what was going on, diagnosed the condition, and but then went to the, the emotional side of it and what was really deeper in that person's life that was missing. And I remember him just sitting there looking at me and and just said, you had a real gift to, to see that. And I realized in that moment that the symptoms for me with people were the smallest, the end result, the smallest piece. Right. And I wanted to spend all of my time getting to the root cause and the preventative side. I wanted to be I wanted to get to these people before they got there. And I realized if I was going to be a physician, for the most part, we wait till things break down, then we fix it. And all the different specialties we have, whichever one a physician is in, they're all amazing. And they're all extremely talented doctors that can do that. I wanted, though, to get to that person before that ever happened so they could reach their potential, not try to break, not try to fix things once they're broken. I wanted to get to that person who was already broken on the inside. I wanted to be able to reach them. And so then everything birthed out of that. I did go out and practice, but but through that, the radio show started, the television show, which came several years later, which now we're in 300 markets. And then, you know, of course, everything else, the, the Discovery Channel show on, on diabetes, everything just grew out of that. And I'll never forget Dave Ramsey telling me, Rafa, he said, he said to me, because I was so torn. I literally was, was, and I'm the health guy, right? I was sleeping four hours a night trying to do full practice and full radio and travel and speak. I was doing all this. Obviously, I didn't have a family at the time. I was doing all of that. And he pulled me aside and he said, look, he said, you got to focus and you got to pick one area in your greatest strength. And you need to put everything into that and build a team around everything else. Because you can't keep the, you can't do this and be excellent. You're, you're going to spread out and not be excellent. That's and it was awesome. great advice. Awesome advice right there. And, you know, so, so basically what you're telling, if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly here, I mean, you're trying to catch people before they break down, before they get to that level where they start kind of, uh, you know, walking the wrong path, you know, mindset, you know, we talk about mindset, the way you live your life, the way that you approach things in life. I want to talk a little bit about mindset here. Because this show is, is probably 99% of what we talk about is what we call that warrior mindset, that never quit mindset. So what do you do when somebody has broken down and now they're struggling to get back on their feet? I mean, what's your first advice? What's your first little maybe tidbit that you can throw out there? The first thing you've got to do, Rafa, that's a great question. The first thing you've got to do with anyone, and most people they know this, but they don't know this. You got to ask a person what their why is. And if they don't know their why, if they don't know why they were here, why they were designed, why they were put here on this earth, if a person doesn't know their why, they're going to be in a search in various forms and in a place of regret most of their life. So if a person is brought to the point where they're, they're so hurt on the inside, sad on the inside, they've made so many negative choices, lifestyle choices that have made them sick, overweight, diabetes, heart disease. I mean, all those are symptoms, right? Those are not just genetics and grandma and grandpa passed it down to you. Those are all symptoms of poor choices due to a poor mindset. That's it. Right, right. Like, like medicine's really easy, okay? The, the, the fixing of all, of, of correcting of all these things that's like the it's difficult to learn it don't get me wrong i'm not short signing that it's it's the process that brought that person to that point so the first thing i go to is their why 
Who are you? What is your why? What is your purpose? Because until that question is answered, you're going to be on a search for it and you're going to be on turmoil on the inside. And so once you get someone to understand that part of who they are, why they were designed, you know, why God put them here, that's that's your starting point. Sure. Once you once you get that answered, then that's your foundation you build from there. Now, I notice and this is a common theme that goes across the board. And, you know, I deal with with hundreds of people all over. And, and what I notice is this. Hey, so maybe you could you could kind of enlighten me a little bit on this injury. When people get injured for whatever the reason, they use it as a crutch, right? And they avoid self-discipline. It's almost like you know they're they're their own self you know martyr. They they get injured and now for whatever reason they're stuck in that rut. Yeah. So when you're talking about a warrior mindset. And, and you you talk and meet uh, uh, some amazing people I know. Think about this, okay? What's the difference between a person, that an athlete, for example, that, that tears an ankle, rolls an ankle, and goes into the back, literally tears it, goes in the back, tells an athletic trainer to wrap his ankle back up or her ankle, and they go back on the court and finish the game with the endorphins that they have versus someone who lays, you know, with just an ankle. Now, I'm not talking about some massive injury. I'm talking about an ankle and lays there so all the cameras can be on him for, for five minutes and then has the trainer take him off the field. What's the difference? Okay. The difference is their mindset. And without a shadow of a doubt, there was something going on in that person that needed attention well before that. And a lot of times people almost wish those things on themselves. I, I see people that they call hypochondriacs all right. the time. Mm-hmm. Some of the best listeners of my show are hypochondriacs, and I love them. And they'll call in. The same person will call them in with five different ailments in one week. It's like it's <laughs> like the same, and they'll change their yeah. name. First it was Joe, then it was Johnny, then it was <laughs> you know Billy Bob. And I'm right. sitting there going, and my producer's looking at me like, "Wow, this guy's like, you know, he just called last night." So, you know, people just love to. Some people love the attention that comes with an injury or uh, an illness or a diagnosis. Because, again, they don't know their why. Because, if you're, you know, we always talk about that. If you don't know your why, if you don't have something that wakes you up every day, that you're so passionate about, that you're pushing so hard for to, to make yourself reach your own potential and to help others, then, then you're in a tough place. And that's why, you know, a lot of people, that's why I think that's, that's the beginning part of injury. Like, I don't even think injury is just, just so much of an accident. I mean, we have those. But I think that many times it can be uh, led by the way you're thinking already. That's a great point. I mean, that is a, a spot on point right there that a lot of times, you know, like, you, you, you know, you gave a great example of, you know, the football player or whatever rolling over cameras are on him. Five minutes later, he gets up, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that there's a good chance that he needed that attention, that he was, you know, requiring that attention, his psyche needed it for whatever the reason was. And yeah, I'm, I'm on with that, man. I, I believe that, that it's truly, you know, that essence in some of us that we require that. You know, I, I, again, here's the thing. We've all gone through stuff in life and I don't care who you are. Right. And so when I was, I did professional wrestling for, for several years with WCW. I was trained by the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. 
and wrestle with a lot of great guys. And, and don't ask me for the YouTube clips. I won't tell you where they are. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was a fun day, and I learned a lot. But here's something really interesting. So besides the training that I had received around the athletes at Florida State and just their mindset, professional wrestling is an interesting business because it's athletic, but it's entertainment. It's a Broadway play, but it's the most physical athletic thing I have ever done. And the athletes that are there are just unbelievable. Someone like The Rock, who is as great of a speaker and a character, is also that great of an athlete because you control your body. The other guy's not controlling your body. You control your own, what we call bumps and all of that. What's interesting is that you're trained in wrestling that you finish the match. No matter what, you finish the match. Like the booker in the back, whether they're paying you $50 or you're getting $1.5 million, you have the warrior mindset that you will finish that match no matter what. And the only time I've ever been injured in my life, ever, and I played football, I was a wrestler in high school, like a regular, you know, regular high school wrestling, I, I, I played baseball, I have never been injury prone ever in my life. And in wrestling, I came off the top rope, landed on a guy's foot and tore my ACL. Now, I heard something snap, and I didn't really know, I was like, okay, that kind of hurt, but I'm good. I got up and took one step. And if you know anything about an ACL, the anterior cruciate ligament, and the knee, it's your stability ligament. If it goes, it used to be a career-ending injury, but now it's not. The surgery and the, the reconstruction is pretty amazing. But I went up to take a step and punch the guy, and my knee completely buckled, and I couldn't even stand up on it. Mm. So, so I leaned over. I'm telling you this for a reason. I leaned over to the guy, and wrestlers talk to each other. Well, that's why a lot of wrestlers have long hair it goes over their face and you can call the match in the ring and so so i leaned over to him and mumbled to him i've torn my knee i can't stand on it so he was so good that we got up and on and i favored on one leg and i did certain moves that i could do for another five minutes and we finished the match and i walked out and it just looked like i'd kind of been injured a little bit i got back behind the curtain and i absolutely collapsed Wow. Yep. You know, and so yep. so when when Rafa, when you have something like that, I think that it's it's your mindset in in life. And and that right there, which I know you are that kind of guy, and the kind of guys that we hang with, even when I met you, those kind of guys with that kind of mindset and this culture that you're building right now, which is why I was so you know, I looked at you, man, and I said, What you're doing is great. And and that's why I just championed you. I was like, Man, you're 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 a freaking champ for doing this because that is the rawest form of a champion and a warrior and someone because <clears throat> if someone can finish a match because that taught me something if i could do that i can finish the job in in all my businesses i can finish the job with my family with my daughter as a dad like sure. there is nothing i can't do We've all seen the news. Mass shootings and terror attacks can happen truly anywhere and at any time. London, Paris, New York, Vegas. And after each tragedy, the politicians blame the very people who need protection the most. You and me. So we've teamed up with our new friends over at the United States Concealed Carry Association to give you a free copy of their complete mass shooting survival guide. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 87222 to get yours free 
now. You're going to learn what we really know about mass shootings, how to survive an attack, proven strategies for stopping a shooter, and a whole lot more. It's packed with all the life-saving information that the anti-gun lobby doesn't want you to have. Now, I got to tell you, it also comes with a bonus audiobook so you can listen whenever you want. You can claim yours in seconds. It's 100% free. And for a very limited time, you're also going to get a bonus security checklist for your office, your church, or your school. Just text the word survival to 87222. That's survival 87222. Right? Totally. So it's it's that mindset. I don't need cameras. I don't want cameras on me when I'm hurt. I don't right. want anybody I don't want anybody to know. I'm gonna work just as hard, do just as much, go just as far because I'm number one gonna hit my potential. But number two, I'm never gonna let you know I'm injured in the process. And that is a complete different mindset. Totally, totally. I agree hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna switch gears here and we're gonna dive into basically entrepreneurship and why so many people, and it kind of links exactly what we're talking about. I'm just going to kind of carry that wave over. You know, people, for whatever reason, they are hypochondriacs. Um, you know, they they want the limelight when they get injured, and they turn off the light many times, and they just don't continue through. Um, as far as entrepreneurs in this country that, that I know and, and people out there that are struggling in life financially, uh, mentally, emotionally, health-wise, um, I believe that it all comes from that same core where they're just not willing to take that next step and get through it and progress in life. That never-quit attitude, that warrior mindset has not been instilled into their core and in the end, they, I, what I call these guys are, are just, you know, zombies. They walk around mm -hmm. life going to work from nine to five, day in, day out. There's no ebbs and flows in their life. And then they, you know, die at 95 years old in a rocking chair wondering where the hell did life go? And, you know, <laughs> what, what I like, what I like about you here is that you're catching people before they hit that road bump and you're inspiring them and you're motivating them and you're giving them resources to make that change. So I want you to tell me a little bit about, you know, what your philosophy is on people struggling financially. And if you link financial struggles with health struggles, with emotional struggles and so on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, first of all, let me say this, that I have found that hope is the best medicine that anyone could ever have. Like if you don't have hope for your life, you, you have nothing. Somebody that's struggling financially, that it's, it's only a reflection of what they're struggling with emotionally, spiritually, and in every other area of their life. So the financial struggle is just nothing but a symptom. It, it has nothing to do with the root cause. And that's the reality. The reality is that person has not dug in enough to the root cause of who they are, to the root of their why, to their own purpose, to why they're here. It's it's, Or they haven't developed enough skills because they've been retreating so long that they never developed the skills to be able to go out and produce. But I think the confidence comes from hope, and I believe that, that your own confidence comes from walking through whatever, because we all walk through different struggles or trials, and it's it's that confidence comes from integrity, from keeping your word to yourself, not just everybody else, but to yourself. You know, I'm going to get up and work out in the morning at 5 a.m. I keep that commitment. I'm going to eat three healthy meals today 
and I keep that commitment. And then that builds over time. I'm going to call 10 people today in my, in my sales business. And then you call all 10 people or maybe you call 12, you know? So when you ask me that, it's, it's the same thing in every area of life financially for an entrepreneur. I guarantee you if that person, man or woman, is not making the 10 calls they need to make, I guarantee you they're also trying to lose 10 pounds. And I guarantee you that they got up and, and had a donut. And I guarantee you they didn't go to the gym at five. I love so that. It, yep. it all goes together. Like this whole entrepreneur thing is really, really cool. I know you're seeing it happen. I mean, I just got back from from grant cardone's you know 10x i was there i was there for a day hung out with the guys in the back and and you know it was thirty five thousand people thirty three thousand people at the at the florida marlins uh stadium and you know you ask yourself the question how is there such now a culture of entrepreneurs right like it's become this club that we all want to be in and there's leaders and there's there's influencers and there's like this tier of people in this whole entrepreneur thing it's become this club really sure. that we're all kind of in together it's like a fraternity that's the word i'm looking for and and it's really cool to see the tiers of people right so you got your pro athletes you got the guys that are in trip and gals in triple a double a single a and then you know some you're down in the the um like like the junior pro <laughs> like when right, you're right, in right. A, and, you. and, and mm-hmm. you know, like a kid you know so everybody's at different stages, but it's interesting to watch that and the financial piece to it. And it comes down to habits and mindset that takes you to each level. And it's it's a really cool thing to watch. I, I think in the middle of that, you're seeing where people's weaknesses are. People are figuring out what they don't know about themselves. And, and the personal development in that, I think, is going to produce, you know, if you hang and, and spend time with the right people, it's going to produce amazing results and it will cultivate the warrior mindset. Do you think that our life is pretty much connected in everything that we do, whether it be financial, emotional, physical, you know, your attitude, the way you think about yourself, the way you think about others. Do you think everything is interconnected? Everything is connected. There's three pieces. Okay. It's, it's body it's mind and it's spirit. Okay. Now, however you want to take that spiritual piece, that's cool. You know, whatever, whatever you're into, that's fine. But the reality is, and this is what I believe is, you know, when your body's gone, your spirit's going to go somewhere. Like you, you, you take somebody's body away. There's still a person there. So your body, you've got to take care of it because it carries you around every day and it determines how long you're going to be here walking around doing things. So you got to take care of your body, your mindset, is I think the most important piece of the three because you control your mindset, you control your thoughts, and as a person thinks, so they are. And so if you if you control your mindset, you can you're going to have a healthy body, and your spiritual life is going to be amazing. So all three play a huge role. If your spiritual life's a wreck, then most likely your body's going to be a wreck, and most likely your mindset is really a wreck. So, yeah, they all play into each other. But, Rafa, when somebody is sick, and I'll just tell you this from a physician perspective, when someone is ill, they're dealing with a disease. And I don't care what it is, from depression to arthritis, right? What you're thinking, arthritis, oh, they just you know, they played too many sports and they're older now and their joints hurt. No, that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of BS, okay? 
there is a wearing down of the joints, but nine times out of 10, that inflammation is coming from somewhere else. Hmm. So whether it's cancer, whether it's uh, any major condition, diabetes, whenever you see those kind of conditions in someone, the physician needs to really take the time to dig. We don't have time because insurance doesn't pay for us to dig, which is really sad, and that's why the system is what it is. But if you really dig in with that person, you will find that all three areas, that the body was the last to get hit, that they were mentally struggling with something. They had either mental pain, spiritual pain of some kind that led to the physical. Physical always comes last. It's never first. The physical is always an outward expression of what's happening internally. So, yeah, it's all connected, no doubt. So let's go right into spirituality because I'm a, I'm a huge believer. Everything that I preach, every th- my message is so straight on. We are always talking about the balance between body, mind, and spirit. And mm-hmm. spirit is one of the elements that gets a little bit lost, or I guess for lack of a better word, you know, it kind of gets thrown in the back burner. However, uh, spirituality for me is a very important component, right, to be able to balance your life properly. So what is spirituality for you? Spirituality for me is is my relationship with Christ. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You know, I have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, it, it, I, I live my life to serve him. There, there's no sugarcoating that. Like, like God is, is first in my life. You know, then comes my family, then comes my work. I do believe that your if your work that you're doing needs to be connected with your purpose. I'm a huge believer in that because I believe if it's not, then then you're going to be misaligned. But spirituality to me is is really my relationship because it's all about relationship. If I've got a good relationship with God, if I'm if I'm following what He tells me to do in His Word, I'm serving other people the way that He wants me to. I'm treating my family the way He wants me to. I'm growing the way He wants me to. You know, it's real simple. Man, I, I really like for me, it's it's not real complicated. And and I don't knock, you know, again, anybody with where they are spiritually or, or, or how they serve or if they're at a different you know, phase of faith that none of that matters. What really matters is that that you're pursuing, you know, that's the key, because the God that created us pursues us. OK, we always think that we have to pursue him, but he pursues us. He wants a relationship with us. So spirituality for me is 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 really my own relationship with with Christ, and it's bringing a message to others. This is the bottom line right here: is bringing a message to others that God loves you, and that He has a great plan for your life, and you were not created by accident. Like that's it, right there. Do you think in a relationship at home, a family, spirituality should be? something as far as a, a core of a family. I mean, nowadays, unfortunately, I see that spirituality is not uh, the core in many, many families out there. Um, it's unfortunate, but you see it day in and day out. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you're old school because, you know, you, you, you infuse, you integrate spirituality into your daily life with your family, whatever. And, 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 and let me make this very clear. I'm not a big believer that the only way to be spiritual is to go to church on Sundays. Okay. Yeah. That, that right. is that there, there's so much more depth to that. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. 
I do. So, so my, my my take on this is very simple. I mean, as far as families go, as far as being around a group of friends or people that you surround yourself with, which is where I'm going to right now, we're just going to jump right into there. Mm-hmm. Um, how important do you think that is in your life to be able to to really surround yourself with people that not only have the same mission and you know vision that you have, but that will number one hold you accountable. And number two, that will be there if you're falling flat in your face to be able to carry you. I think it's extremely important. I mean, the old adage is a family that prays together stays together, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I believe that. I believe that you're, you have to have a foundation within your family. It all starts there. Like it doesn't start in the church. The church is where you take your family to go be with other families that believe similar to you so everybody can worship God in one house. That's all that is. And if you're not leading your family every day, if you're not if you're not taking the time to lead yourself first because you got to lead yourself first and then lead your family, then then yeah, I mean then the whole thing's going to fall apart. It, it can't be this quiet uh, you know reserved, well I've got my own little relationship, you know, with God or whoever and I mean you could do that, but at the end of the day it's not going to create the strength and the bond, and it's not going to create the fortress in a home that needs to be there because there is an enemy, and that enemy is not pretty and is not nice, and the last thing that he wants is a family to stay together, and the last thing that he wants is your kids to to have a level head. The last thing that he wants is to keep that family unit intact. What is your take on today's society overall? That's a great question. I'm hopeful. I see a lot of greatness in people. I see so much potential in people that don't even see their own potential. I think we get hung up in what's not right, what's not being done, uh, agendas that are being pushed, and I get all that. But it starts with the individual. And what I see is a lot of, of greatness that's here. I see a lot of transition that's happening in our country. I think that the connectedness now that we have with social media, with other countries, that you and I can connect with somebody in Dubai and they're like, they can be like a brother and you could go hop on a plane and and spend time with someone or, or connect for business or church or whatever. Of course. And, and, and it's global. We're a global community now. So when I look at that, I see greatness. When I look at that, I see opportunity. When I look at that, I see a chance for us to build and grow and, and do something that's that no one in any position in time has ever had so that's what i see all right so i'm gonna go there um and like i told you i'm pretty much i don't pull any punches in this show Mm -mm. and you know one of the specific um i guess aspects that i'm seeing in our society now is the emasculation of the man Mm -hmm. and uh what's your take on that here's my take on it i think that I think there's been, of course, we've had we've had messaging that's happened over the last twenty to thirty years that you and I have grown up in, and it's it's been it's very different now, 
And I'm grateful for the foundation that I have and that I've had, the men that I've had in my life that have really shaped me a lot. There's a lot of men that didn't have that. There's there's a culture that is is teaching men to be passive. And there's the and then so there's a culture that's teaching men to be passive, and then women are pissed and they're going, "Where are all the men?" Yep. Okay, like it's the biggest it's the biggest like double bind, as we call it in psychology. It's the biggest double bind you've ever seen. So it's like it's like we want you know we, we want to be positioned here, but now the men you know are all wearing you know, just. They're emasculated. It's a, it's a great word. I think that when I say there's greatness in people, men are men. And like the, the challenge with most men is that they don't know who they are. And when you've had a fatherless home, which now what, 65, 70% yeah, almost 70% of homes. Right. Yeah, we're at almost 70% now are, are split homes, right? I'm sure maybe not saying they don't have a relationship with their dad, but if it's, if he's not, most men check out. Okay. And if, if they don't have that traditional role and they don't have that any kind of mentor that fills in that role, like an uncle or, or someone, pastor, someone that's just big brother, someone that's there, then all you've got is television, social media, and your peers at school. And so I think that because of that, we need – this is why Promise Keepers were so huge. Remember the movement, right? Sure. With Coach McCartney. Okay. So this is why that movement was so strong is because there was a, a cry, there was a shift happening. And there was a cry out of these men who didn't, who needed the camaraderie of other men to know what it is to be a man. And, you know, real men don't storm around, you know, swinging, their, swinging things and, and thinking they're, you know, dominating everybody. It's not a real man. You know, kindness is a cool thing. But also being strong in who who you are and, and what you believe and what you stand for and integrity, ethics, that, that creates strength, right? But but kindness and empathy and all these words that we're using now, like that that is the essence of a man, you know. Strong gentleness was the epitome of Jesus, a person that was the strongest, one of the strongest men to walk the face of the earth, but the most gentle but who stretched his arms out and got nailed to a cross because he loved us so much. If you can look at at that kind of example and take that to men today, and we can understand what that essence even is, then that would change culture. I'm a hundred percent with you. hundred percent. And, and what I see more and more, unfortunately nowadays is that, you know, media, um, all different outlets, social media, TV, whatever, you're just getting it left and right. You're getting bombarded with this quote unquote toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it's, I, I gotta tell you that I'm, I get so pissed off. I mean, I really do. I, I do too. Angry because yep. mm-hmm. the reality is, like you said, women are asking, they're asking, where are men? And, and on the back end, you know, they're basically emasculating men and I'm not faulting women and I'm no, not talking I'm not about, you know, no, and, uh-uh. and, and women have their own movement and it's great. I'm glad. And, and yes. I totally. mean, it's, it's, I'm glad they got out of the, I mean, seriously, I am glad that it, we broke out of the, the Wally Cleaver era, yes. like that, that they're, they are leaders and cause they are leaders and yes. they are, you know, leading companies and government. And I, like I'm, I'm fired up about all that. I really am. Totally. But like, you know, one thing should not have to affect the other. 
and there should be a good balance. And in my book, a man's going to be a man. And, and, you know, this is what we're about here. This podcast, my movement here, the man of war movement is about men, not just becoming men, but becoming warriors, taking it up to that next level, to that elite level, the way they think, the way they carry themselves. And the hopes here, like you, you use that word, I love that word, the, the hope here is that more men will listen to this and be able to, to connect with you, Asa, and be able to say, you know what, we can you know, take it up to another level. We can start living a life truly that embodies you know, a very strong spiritual aspect, that embodies you know, a culture that we can integrate into our home, into our, you know, whatever it is, our business. And I wish that more men would listen to to your message and say, hey, you know what, look, this guy is a guy that made it through a lot, and he's basically given himself to, to, to God, and he lives his life with honor, with integrity, and th- that is so important for men to see nowadays. I want to ask you one last question here, actually. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, but the first sure. one here, well, courage. Um, do you see a lack of that in our society here for people to, to really have the courage to, to step up and say what they feel and, 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 and really everything for me personally, I'm looking at everything is politically correct. Do you see the lack of courage out there? One thing I see is you've got to understand something. I, I, you've got to realize why is Eric Thomas one of the number one watched people on YouTube. Why is that? So E.T., the hip-hop preacher, if you don't know who he is, he's a friend of mine. You should go go watch what he does. And why is he one of the number one watched people on YouTube? Why is he his voice most used anywhere in all the videos in the entrepreneur world, motivational world? Why is that? It's because people are looking for encouragement because they're lacking courage. They need encouragement encouragement and he's like the i mean he and joel osteen in totally different ways of delivering are massive encouragers that's why joel osteen has the largest church in america he's he's a massive encourager with god's word and with hope and and eric's doing the same thing in his own way in his own style because people are desperate for encouragement you know it's interesting when we were doing research for our podcast and, and, of course, with the analytics, I've got a lot of friends in iHeart, Cumulus, Westwood One, Premier, and, and the radio and digital side of that. And, and I was just talking to some of the experts, and they said, you know, it's crazy. And, and a couple of guys I was talking to are non-believers. And they said, what's crazy? We just scratch our head and can't figure it out. The highest downloaded podcast of all podcasts in all categories is in the faith-based category. That's interesting. And why is that? People are looking for encouragement. And so do we have courage? I think people want to have courage. I don't think we even know what courage is. And I think that you can take any man, including me. Now, I'm definitely more aware and know myself. But you can take any man and sit him in a room and put on the movie by himself. Don't put anyone around him so there's no one watching. And you put a camera on that guy and you play the movie Braveheart or you play the movie Gladiator. And that man will have tears rolling down his face. Why? Why is that? 
because he's living a life of regret. He's lacking his potential. And he knows that he hasn't had the courage that he was designed to have. That's awesome. And by the way, those are two of my favorite movies. My absolute favorite. That's why I used them. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. I'd cry right. right now if I watched it because I'm still like, I, there's, there's so much more I want to do. Yeah, I'm man. like, you know, yeah. So, I mean, you know, courage, man, is, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I'll i tell you this because it's a really cool example. I, I, my daughter, is, she's getting ready to turn eight and she is the epitome of a girl, right? Whereas, I mean, she's already, she can coordinate her outfits. I mean, she goes to, takes me to forever. It used to be Disney dresses two years ago. I don't know what happened. Now she's shooting selfies, like puckering her lips and taking me to forever 21 and picking out all these outfits for a teenager. I'm like, hold on a minute. So, so, you know, it's interesting, but I, she's all girl, but she's all athlete. She's extremely coordinated, very athletic. And she would get scared, you know, and we would try different things, right? Like whether it was riding her bike or she's really into rock climbing. And she goes all the way up and brother, she goes all the way up and rings the bell like it's wow. nothing. Gotcha. So when we were going through that, you know, it was always the, the crying, the little girl would cry, hug my neck, daddy, I'm scared. Right. And I would give her the encouragement, honey, you can do this. You're, you're strong enough to do this. You're capable. And, and I go, you've got to have courage. And I taught her what courage is. And, she, and I, every time I say this, I say, honey, you know, what is courage? And she goes, being scared and doing it anyway. And I said, that's right. <laughs> and yeah. and I said, and so every time she gets scared, I said, honey, what's courage? And literally she'll repeat that to me. She'll turn around and she'll go up and ring the bell. So I say that because as men, I don't care what we face. I don't care how freaking scared you are. You freaking do it anyway. That's awesome. Be scared and do it anyway. William Wallace was scared to death and he stared fear in the face and he did it anyway. That's it. You know, courage above all things, no doubt about it. All right, listen, what is your definition of a modern day warrior? Modern day warrior is someone that first knows who they are. Second, they know whose they are. They have a vision, strong vision for their life, because without vision, any man or woman will perish. And they have a sense of purpose and a sense of destiny. And that wakes them up every single day. And there's not one obstacle. There's not one bad relationship. There's not one bad piece of news that can shake them. They grab their sword, their shield every single day. They look fear in the eye and they become greater today than they were yesterday. And everybody around them becomes better because of who they are and who they're becoming. And that never changes until they go home. And then when I mean home, I mean the end of their life because no one retires. A warrior never retires. A warrior just continues to refire their life no matter what age they are. Billy Graham didn't wait to go home. Billy Graham was still preaching in, as I know this because I know his caretaker, Billy Graham was in his 90s in the swimming pool, in his doing exercises in the swimming pool, preaching sermons to the, the lady helping him every day. 
So Amazing. TV cameras may not have been on him, but that, that guy's a warrior. He loved his wife. And when his wife died, Ruth, they said he would come in off the road from whatever meetings and she was on her deathbed. And all he would do is lay in the bed and stare in her eyes for days. They would eat together in the bed and then he would go back on the road to do what he had to do. He would lay there and look in her eyes. Okay. That's a warrior. What comes first? What's your mission? What's your purpose? Pick up your sword, your shield. You stare fear in the face every single day and you never, ever retire till you go home. Fucking powerful. Love it. Love it. All right, Asa, how can our listeners follow you, reach you? What, what books, by the way, guys, I'm going to put all the links on, uh, on the show notes, but uh, I want them just to go out there and let you guys know. Yeah, you can, you can check out our websites, asarx.com and everything you can need to know our TV show, radio show. You can listen to everything, the links, all that's there. And even if our show's not in your city, we've got an app, which is the ASA app and you, you, all the listening components. You can listen to the show every single day digitally online if you want to just, it recaps it. And then the book is Empowering Your Health. Of course, it's it's online, but it's in all the bookstores still. You can grab that and then our new one's getting ready to come out. We've got a new television show on the Discovery Channel that'll be coming out. So if you get on our newsletter list and all that, we'll, we'll send you updates and you'll be able to, to catch that as well. Great stuff. But right Asa RX TV, Asa RX TV is all the social handles. So YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. And, and you can email me too. I mean, if you need to email me, if you have health questions, if you've got personal questions, if you just want to reach out to me, it's AA at AsaRx.com. AA at AsaRx.com. You can email me anytime. Awesome, man. Hey, listen, in my book, you are a warrior, no doubt about it, man. And it's been an honor Thanks, to brother. have you on. It's been a great conversation here. I would love to sit here and chat with you definitely a bunch of hours. And I will have you back on the show for sure, because I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of emails, a bunch of questions that I didn't ask and people want, want to hear. And my door is always open, brother. Same here, man. I look forward to having you on the radio show and, and getting your message out to our listeners and viewers as well. All right, brother. God bless. God bless you, man. Thanks, Rafa. Boom. And there you have it. What a great conversation with Asa. This guy knows his shit, no doubt about it. I hope that you took notes and you were able to understand what he was saying because there were some great, great takeaways from this episode. Truly one for the record here. Now, listen, if you have not done so already, go over to iTunes, leave us a review on iTunes. So important to continue trending higher on these iTunes charts. And of course, if you're a man that's ready to take it up to that next level, check out the Man of War Crucible, April 10th through the 14th, wardevacademy.com forward slash crucible. That's W-A-R-D-E-V Academy. Dot com forward slash crucible and go drop in your application. We are in the process right now of completing interviews. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest 